0: Hi, I'm Jonathan Rogers, Technical Director of Grand Year Games, working on Path of Exile, and you're listening to the Party Chat Podcast.
1: Xbox On.
0: Game on, baby! wow Don't make a girl promise you can't keep Let's do this.
2: Hello and welcome to the Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm this week's host, Delicious Cheese, and I'm joined by the lovely Karina. Hello. Hey. And the equally lovely Uncle Jesse. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a swing and a miss Uh, So uh, unfortunately Ross couldn't be with us this evening So it's just the three of us And later in the podcast you should stick around Because we have a really cool interview with Mr. Jonathan Rogers The technical director of Grinding Gear Games Who are developing Path of Exile Which is available right now for open beta, it's not fully released for, for some time yet, I don't think. And Clay, how hey, you had to miss out on that interview. That must have...
1: Uh, I know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and I love those types of games. That's uh, a callback to my childhood, my lovely <sighs> did unspoken you, of
2: childhood. Did, did you play Diablo, like, LAN? Uh,
1: oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Big time! Big time! And that um, the other one that I was it was uh, so played Diablo a lot, but the other one was the all those Marvel series for a while. There, I think it was on like PlayStation, probably the OG Xbox. Sort of this, it's the same style, but it's the top-down RPG, collecting power ups of of different sorts, and lots of characters and leveling and. All that good stuff. I loved those games. Absolutely love those games. They're classics.
2: I suppose we should uh, mosey on down and continue with the podcast. Normally, we start things off by talking about what we've been playing. So, Clay, you, you had your mouth yapping and da-p- out da- da- Dapping da-p- 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 and da-p- Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the best podcaster <laughs> ever. So, why don't you go first?
1: yeah i uh, I will uh, I have to talk about siege for just a brief moment here. I wasn't uh, like I literally <laughs> was gonna not talk about warp, siege warp, but warp. they they just la- launched Alpha packs this week, which is their loot their loot system. so uh was already enjoying that a bit here. And, uh, yeah, it's just a way for you to get extra weapon skins. Nothing. It's all cosmetic stuff related to the game that you could normally purchase. But now you can actually win by, uh, you know, winning matches. You'll randomly be able to um, get some loot drops, basically. So that's pretty cool. The game that I was actually playing a lot is uh, Super Cloud Build, man who we just had on last week and I am loving the crap out of that game. (laughs) How far are you? I am not very far. I have beaten, I think, think two no uh, uh it's like the hospital rooms there's i don't know how levels there's yeah. i think two level twos that i've i've gotten past and then i was going to start on a random i spent no joke i think i spent a half an hour just messing around in the the free not the free roam sort of like the trial area yeah you know what i'm talking too.
0: about yeah yeah <laughs> it's like
1: you can just kind of mess around and try out different things, so I was just wall running and boosting and trying to see what kind of crazy stuff I could do in there. It's a wild game man it's it's it took me a little bit to get used to. The mechanics of it, and especially the button positioning with the the, the bumper, u- utilizing the bumpers more than I, I think I ever have, really, in any other game. And uh, it, it's, I don't
2: know, it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. How are you liking it? I'm I'm really enjoying it. At first, it felt, I don't want to say bad, but it felt kind of clunky and and, and off. But it was because the game is so sensitive to your button mm-hmm. presses that, like, it's like it felt, it felt too responsive in the beginning. And that's it, why it kind of felt off. Because, you know, normally in, in a console game, you have like sort of a bit of motion, you know, like a bit of a delay or, or, or some character animation, you know. But this is like you press the button and something happens. And the right. second you press it is Hyper fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but then when I started actually playing properly, doing the real free running, I realized you need like every millisecond of, of reaction time And once you get going, like jumping from wall to wall, rocket boosting up and down, dodging things, jumping, sliding, like wow, it's like it's really addictive. Especially when you get like a few times, I had like a really good run going, and I made a mistake, and I didn't die. I just lost my rhythm, and I actually went back to the beginning, like I went back to the checkpoint just so I could run that area again and do it right again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no
1: it's it's the for anybody that's interested in, in playing it the the thing that you have to get through is like the first five minutes 10 minutes of the game is that initial tutorial which drove me absolutely crazy for those probably 10 minutes and then once you're through that it's it's sort of opens up and, and becomes a lot a lot yeah. better. But the reason I can remember looking at one of the first checkpoints, you know how they have those little stations where you can read uh, sort of like the little tips there of uh, whatever the weapons are, or whatever. And it was like, oh, this is this is the checkpoints. This checkpoint, the orange means this. The green means it's the exit. Look around the map, and you can see the green exit. I was like, where the heck is the? Gr- I have to go from here all the way to there. <laughs> I was like, how the heck am I gonna get there? It's way. It was like looked like it was miles away it's <laughs> a cool game
2: though yeah I agree what have you been playing yeah. Karina?
3: so as I was away I've not really uh, had much time although the Destiny 2 beta came out and I absolutely loved the first game so I was straight on the Destiny 2 beta See, I- oh, it's just amazing like, I don't know what other people think because I th- there's a f- people out there that aren't fans of destiny but I absolutely loved loved it even it, it's just the sound of the the menu like I, d- I think it just brings back memories because the uh, original destiny it, it brought me uh, back together to an old friend that I'd not spoken to in years but he was like the only person who had it on Xbox when I first got it that I knew so like I've always got good memories of that which sounds did. Oh no,
2: no, that's that's nice. It's a nice memory. So it's the music you mean um, when you said the sound in the main menu.
3: I don't even know how to explain it. Like I feel like when you just turn it on, it's just it's just that generic feel (laughs) of destiny
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's
3: there's one thing i don't
1: like about a game it's that generic feel (laughs) i
3: can't i can't describe it (laughs) okay okay.
1: indescribable
3: you know when you open a game that like it sounds dead weird when you're like oh this game means so much to me but like when you start up a game and there's just you just get, like, chills from the music, but you don't know why, and you just have this, like, excitement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, t- I don't, I don't, you can't even put it into, like, I can't put it into words, it's just like a feeling. But, but
2: is it um, better I, I don't, than Destiny 1? I don't One? know why.
3: Uh, yes. Okay, why? Except, except the, the cabal look like, um, I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but to me the cabal look like human hamsters in massive armour. If you've played Dust, have you played the Dust 2 no. beta?
1: No, I have not. Is it an open beta?
3: It is now, and they've extended. Oh, it, Oh, maybe think, I'll for a few maybe days. I'll check it out. Basically, on the beta, you get. Uh, three modes you well when you start you have a beginning storyline which if you've seen the gameplay reveal uh, a few of the cutscenes will be a bit familiar but there is some new ones and you go through two sections and then once you complete that then you can decide what you want to do Uh, you basically get a strike you get two modes of the crucible one being countdown which is a brand new multiplayer mode that's not been seen before where you basically have to either defuse defend or light up a bomb which is quite interesting it gets very competitive I don't do very well in that crucible <laughs> so i kind of avoided it at the moment but there's the standard uh control i quite like that i've always liked control in any you know any exports type game you know Titanfall control mode i quite like um i don't know why maybe it's a safe thing because i just run away and just hide in the corner while capturing areas <laughs> rather than
2: shooting people you really need to, to play uh the game that i have been spending the most amount of time with this week and that's splatoon 2 because that game is 100 control there's the, the goal of the game is to cover the floor and paint
3: see that you, you don't a even perfect, need to aim you
2: just shoot at the floor <laughs> like, like, fire. i, I, I was talking home. to to agostino the the director of ID at xbox and he was saying like i was like dude you're going to come play splatoon with me and he's like okay but you know be be aware that i'm rubbish i'm like how can you be rubbish man the goal is to shoot the floor <laughs> like you can't you can't miss the floor <laughs> pretty straightforward yeah. Even if you shoot up at the sky, it's going to fall down and land on the floor.
1: Hey, Karina, can I ask you a Destiny question? Do they ever explain what the huge orb-looking thing is that's on the cover of the the game? Is, th- is that Destiny? Is that what... Oh. Yeah, it's like a big ball. The, the logo of Destiny. Oh. Is that what that is? Oh. It's called The, the Traveler. Big, no, like they player. don't. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. No, <laughs> They're not boring. in the first yeah. one. They might in the second one. In the very beginning, when you, you first meet the, the leader of the the social space, he's like, I could tell you all of the reasons and all of the st- story and explain everything to you, but I'm not going to, and he never does. <laughs> <And> that's, that's,
3: <laughs> that, that's Destiny in a
2: nutshell. So... I actually heard, before we move on, uh, Karina, there's some pretty big changes to the Crucible, mainly that they changed from 6v6 to 4v4. How do you feel about that?
3: Uh, I quite like the smaller numbers. Um, I mean, I I, I don't know if it's it's just me, but the beta map seemed a bit smaller as well, which makes it more intense more than anything. Also, there's a small change with the power, the heavy ammo as well, which, uh, what used to happen if someone... In the crucible, got uh, the heavy ammo. It's like only comes up maybe once if you're lucky on a long game twice in a crucible match. Where if you were near it, everyone could pick it up, whoever was near. Where this time it's just singular. So if someone, if your teammate gets it before you, then you're like, that's it, you've lost it. But the maps do seem a time it's smaller, but I don't know if that's just for beta purposes. I quite like it. I quite like that's it. Good. I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll have some. Because, like, in Destiny 1, they started out where, for example, like, Strikes, you could have four or, well, Raids were six players, but um, they then reduced some to three, and I've heard that they're keeping it at three. Mm. Uh, the one on the betas, just three people, where I kind of liked bigger teams for yeah, Strikes, um, but Crucible, I don't I don't think it matters too much because it's still it's going to be balanced so, either So we're going to have
2: to appoint you our official Destiny liaison, because I don't think me or Clay or Ross... Are 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 going to be picking this up? Are you going to pick it up, Clay? At least I wasn't
1: not planning it. on it. Not yeah, now? no, I
2: wasn't. I wasn't planning oh, on no. it. Um, no,
1: we have no, to ask Ross about
2: it. So, what what you need to pick up is Splatoon Two. Well, I need yeah, to. Yeah, no, get no. A switch. You you need oh, to. Oh, you Splatoon definitely 2. need to get a Switch. It is it is <laughs> some of the most stupid fun I have had in so long. It's just amazing. The music, the graphics, the yeah, everything about it is perfect. It is so fun, except the matchmaking. That's that's god awful. Uh, but you know, uh,
1: if you want to do voice chat, that's also pretty oh. horrendous. <laughs>
2: if if you want to do voice chat on the Switch, you have to use an app on your phone Nintendo decided the best way to do voice chat would be to call your friends on your telephone <laughs> that's, that's basically <laughs> I'm kidding it's all connect to Skype yeah no the game is, it's just great highly highly recommended I, 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 awesome. I can't wait to play it again but let's let's move on because we spent quite a while talking about video games and stuff but this is a video game podcast why don't we check out what's been happening this week in the subreddit You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So, first topic on the subreddit is that the SDCC was this past weekend. Microsoft was there (laughs) highlighting their games. What's so funny?
1: Do you, uh, I don't know, you just kind of... it's really <laughs> funny when you read that. Do you know what SDC, SDCC is? N- no? What's that?
3: San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah.
1: Okay, it just sounded very <laughs> odd, the way you were oh, Sorry, I was through, like, the <laughs> SDCC <laughs> was this past week. How, how many languages do you speak, hey, at least like? You like, like, I'm reading here. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> okay, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, as well I'm, as everybody else. I'm American. I only speak one mer- uh, one language, one and American. it's not even a very <laughs> – It's one. It's not even one proper. You, you know, ready? Language.
2: Hold on. I'll, I'll I'll put on my extreme podcasting voice, and I'll go again. <laughs> so the Perfect. SDCC was this past weekend. Microsoft was there, highlighting games, primarily Crackdown Three. It's really hard to talk like that, but <laughs> so yeah, pretty good.
1: Yeah, you're doing a great job with that
2: you got to maintain that the whole time. Oh Hell no. Um, There was new footage of Crackdown 3. Did you guys see that? I I did.
1: I did. I watched watched a bit of the live stream with um, Major Nelson and uh, the actress that's in the upcoming Star Wars games, right? The new Battlefront game I think he was co-hosting with. I can't remember what her name is off the top of my head. And it was pretty fun. The game looks it looks like crackdown and it looks really good it looks really good and every time i was watching it i was just it makes me want to go back and play crackdown one not so much two but crackdown one and
2: by the way i did not speak the name of the devil on this podcast
1: (laughs) i did not see any moving agility orbs by the way you have to chase down which is which is great uh, but then again, I, I didn't watch the entire stream, so so who knows? But it looked like it looked like Crackdown, and it yeah. looked like it was going to be another great entry into that
2: franchise. You, you know, so I'm, watching I'm that footage curious. made me like uh, it didn't make exactly. me want to go back and play the old games. It made me want to say, "Give me the damn controller, so I can have a turn." Like <laughs> it just made me want to play. <laughs> like some a lot of games, it's it's easy to watch. For example, like I can I, I watch my my girlfriend play uh, Mass Effect. All of the games through, and, and never once felt like I was missing anything. But watching someone play Crackdown 2, it's like, yeah, 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 my turn. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Like, <laughs> I gotta blow some stuff up.
1: You know what I'm loving about this, by the way, is that so this was San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. is supposed to be all about comic books. And it's now morphed into video games, comic book movies, comic book TV shows, and oh yeah, and comic books—the original thing that it was there for. I don't, I'm just loving that these these events are turning into more of a—I don't know—it's our culture.
2: I'm gonna know, I don't know if to put dis- it that way. Our culture. 3D 3D printed props there.
1: Oh my gosh, man, dude! I I was like so excited this past week all those movie trailers that dropped the new justice league cha- trailer i saw the pirated uh, avengers infinity war trailer thank you oh, reddit no, for you that <laughs> i watched the watched it all handheld it looked absolutely horrible <laughs> people walking by it was only half of the screen but i was like loving every second of it Man, I don't know. That's uh, Ready Player 1 is uh they had a trailer for that. I mean, it's it's just really cool. I'm I'm looking for. I'm going to be at New York Comic Con this fall and I mean, I ho- I hope it's more of the same. I mean, that's honestly that's what I'm looking forward to. Video games, movies, comic books. It's uh, you can't get any better than that, in my uh, opinion. And a whole agree. lot of nerdy people
2: in costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Weigh in here. Have we've got your opinion on Crackdown before, Karina.
3: I, I feel really ashamed to say this, but I've never played Crackdown.
2: None of them.
1: You need to get the crack out of here.
2: Yeah. Wait, no.
3: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just leave now. I
1: think, I think Ross was the same. I think
2: Ross was the same. <laughs> oh, that's but, okay. Uh, well, no, this this is good. I don't feel as bad. This not. can be your your first experience. You you like indiscriminate explosions and destruction, right? Well it then, then, then you set basically. Yeah. You love jumping or. I did watch over some things. of the
3: gameplay and it looked really yeah. good. Yeah. It looks really addictive and so I might I might give it a look when it comes out. Probably watch a bit more gameplay first, but. No, being you know new to it all, it does look uh, very inter- very colourful and very interesting.
2: Yeah, it's got that sort of cell shaded art style. It's had that since the beginning, actually. Let's move on to the next topic then, uh, and that is that there is a rumor from Philly D Spencer, apparently whoever wrote these show notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, a big Philly has uh, made <laughs> a post on the Twitter's, and he is saying a quote. Our plan is set for this. All approvals are done. So now, just landing the announce with all the info won't be too much longer, end quote. Phil needs to work on his grammar there. Uh, but, so basically... He uh, is
1: limited to, what, 240 characters? 240?
2: <laughs> I suppose Phil Spencer gets double. No, uh, yeah. yeah, the Xbox One X pre-order announcement could be dropping soon. Are you guys going to pre-order as soon as the announcement happens? And are you going to keep your old Xbox?
3: I probably will be pre-ordering as soon as it happens. Hopefully, as long as I've moved by then. I actually, I'm really excited for the uh, new Xbox. But I always wonder whether, like all the recent consoles, the you know the mini ones, mini snares and whatnot, if the pre-orders will just disappear Ugh. like really quickly. Not disappear, get snatched up really quickly.
2: It's possible. So you, you work at a game uh, store, I- can't you just like stick your Oh, yeah, like your your finger in early.
3: Uh, yes, but the only problem is I, because I'm obviously going to university and moving in September, I won't be near my current game store. So when it comes out, uh, which is in November the seventh, isn't it? Um, right know, like my that. birthday. Uh, I'll be in I'll be in Birmingham. Mm. So I can't at the moment. I can't if if the pre-orders start, let's like, say next week, then I can't really pre-order at the store I work at because I won't be able to collect oh. it.
1: Yep. You're gonna have to so. plan that out thoroughly. Find the closest yeah. store. And, you said pre-order thoroughly. Bring really, with like, with like sure. lots of chutzpah. <laughs> it's a very important decision she has to make. It is. <laughs> no, what about you? Can't play? screw this one up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm. I'm I, I'm Stupid actually question. this. Uh, th- n- this past week no 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 sorry it was 2 weeks ago i crossed my um my my pre-order savings threshold so i have officially Ooh. saved up enough uh on the side here for the console so the wife won't be yelling at me
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: right <laughs> When I when I drop a, when I when I request that I'm going to be buying a new console, and then uh, I've yet to make the announcement that I'm also saving for a 4K TV,
0: <laughs> which
1: it's going to be also a fun challenge to you know explain why do
2: exactly do we need another TV? It'll yeah. be an easier sell. That's right. Wait, I no, didn't no, just no. sneak that be in the downstairs house in upstairs your, in your basement. Oh,
1: yeah. No, no, no. It's not going to be family, <laughs> you know, not in the family room. It's going to be <laughs> oh, set off to the side just for me to enjoy. So, uh, yes, much more of a struggle to explain. It's only yeah. like, you know, a thousand plus dollars for all of this.
2: It's <laughs> fine. It's nothing. But I, I've already got my 4K TV, as you guys know. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. I had to burn my entire Xbox One X fund. Last week, my laptop died. Catastrophic motherboard failure, completely dead. So I had to go and spend the 500 bucks I was going to spend on an Xbox One X on a laptop. I'm going to try and save up enough in the interim, but I think I might. Have to miss the uh, the initial launch, which is going to make me a sad panda. But uh, I'll get there.
1: How's oh, but it? sorry, we didn't answer your question. If we if we're going to keep the our original Xboxes, yeah, though, that that was um, basically
2: what I was going to say.
1: And the answer is no. I I do not intend on keeping it. I I now have two Xbox Ones. I have the the Day One and an Xbox One S. I will probably still keep my S. And actually, you know what? The Xbox One isn't that supposed to be smaller than the the, the Xbox One S? Yeah, it is. God dang, man! I was like, "Oh, I'll keep the Xbox One S, and then I'll still bring that when I travel occasionally." And uh, now I don't know if I'm going to even want to do that if the, if the Xbox One X is
3: that yeah, the, small.
2: The X is not uh, much longer than a controller.
3: It's like a controller. heart. Yeah, that's
2: insane. How are they able to fit all that stuff in there? Voodoo, man. I know. The Microsoft, the Microsoft. Phil sits on a on a on a crown. On a throne, you know, made from from like voodoo sacrificed goats and children or something of, like. bones. <laughs> of bones. <yeah. laughs> he, sits on a cr- he sits on a throne of bones. I, I, I almost said the bone throne, and <laughs> that.
1: that basically <laughs> He, he's he's on the way back from his path of exile.
2: Right? Oh, oh, yeah. You know, what would be really cool is if, like, it just cut the interview now, like, on topic.
3: Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All
2: right, everybody, welcome back to this week's interview. Today we have a super cool guest with us today. We have Jonathan Rogers, the technical director for Grinding Gear Games. And those are the developers of Path of Exile, which is coming to the Xbox One very, very soon. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Fantastic to have you here. Uh, we've lost Ross and we've lost Clay due to technical details. Uh, so it's just me and Karina. Karina, say hi. Hey guys. So Jonathan, how about we, we start off, you know, nice and easy. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and, you know, what it is you do at Grinding Gear Games? That's, that's, that's really hard to say. Grinding Gear Games. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, So I mean, so so my title is technical director, but um, I'm one of the founders of the company, and um, I kind of work on a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm I'm a programmer by trade, but you know, I end up doing a lot of design work, and in particular for Xbox, I um, sort of took command of kind of, of that sort of side of things, that project, you know, even doing things like, you know, designing how the user interface would work and that kind of stuff, um, as well as, you know, technically just, you know, getting it to run on an Xbox and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of uh, my project. But uh, now, thankfully, uh, my co-founder, Chris, has taken over all the paperwork, which is what he is, which I'm not much for sure that he does. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I did the fun part and he does the fun yeah, part. <laughs> everybody's fun stuff is the paperwork.
3: So now about you tell us a little bit about the history? Uh, Saying that you're the founder, how did you guys get it started?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, basically, um, we literally started out in a garage. I mean, you know, it's sort of one of those classical, uh, you know, startup kind of stories, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, we're we're with uh, three friends. So uh, there's there's me, there's my co-founder, Chris, um, and uh, then there's our other co-founder, Eric. He's our art director. And uh basically uh you know we we were friends in high school and Eric we actually met playing Diablo 2 you know a bunch of three friends we we had never made games before um we basically just thought hey you know uh, no one's making an awesome uh, action rpg why don't we give it a shot and uh, then we figured, hey, because of the fact we're just some random guys from a garage in New Zealand, we'll make it free because I don't think anyone will uh, pay for it otherwise. So uh, that's, kind of our, uh, that's kind of our story for, for safe, creation there. Safe
2: bet yeah. at the very least. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to have turned out pretty well. That is like uh, really the, the sort of classical indie dev uh, origin story, if you will, isn't it? A bunch of oh, friends I, so. of, I mean if if you think about the finnish company supercell you know they're worth billions and there's some photos of the the founders working in a, a room sitting on cardboard boxes
0: yeah I mean, yeah, it was pretty ghetto in the early days. I can remember the first job interview we had where we were going to hire someone. And I don't know what this guy must have thought, sort of turning up at this random garage. Like, it's kind of like he walks up and knocks on the garage door. And then, you know, there's kind of like the... As the garage door opens. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know. I can see. And then I sort of remember when we had um, a guy turn up in a suit to our garage. Oh, Oh, dear. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) You know, and sometimes we've had the kind of neighborhood kids kind of like, you know, cycle bike in the summer. We had the garage door open, you know, just because, it was hot. So you would have the kind of these kids biking by and sort of looking and go, Hey, what are you guys doing in there? Kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of kind of interesting experience.
2: That's, that's, that's amazing to be honest. But, uh, so uh, as you mentioned, and as I mentioned as well, you know, you guys are soon releasing your game path of exile
0: on the Xbox One. It's been out on Steam for quite a few years now how long has it been so it kind of depends on where you're counting uh, On on steam it was out in 2013 but we actually um launched it ourselves in a beta for a long time from 2012 so uh it's, it's been quite a while but the game has changed so much and honestly this release here um adds so much content that the game is practically unrecognizable from what it was in those days um really? you know like everything has received attention um you know the game, i mean back back when we released in 2013 we had I guess it was four acts then now we're going up to 10 acts so the game is like way longer but also we've revamped everything going way back and so you know it kind of feels like a new game you know so much has changed. Okay, you're going to be excited, right? Yeah, I mean, no, honestly, it's kind of crazy, um, even going back to um, the currently live version. Like, we're running a beta at the moment on PC, um, and we'll be running the beta on Xbox very soon. But going back to the live version, it's like, you look at it, and you're like, wow, what is this crap? Like, we actually released that? You know, like, the game, the game is so much better now that it's kind of like, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, okay, um, what, what what was I even doing before? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Nice. Would you ever go back to the original just to try it one last time to see the? Difference um, I mean, you, you know,
0: it? it's kind of, it's sort of vaguely interesting. We actually have like really, really old versions lying around from you know like ten years ago kind of thing um, that we'll uh, pull out occasionally just to laugh at. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, the the very first uh, after like two months or something, the game literally looked like Space Invaders. You know, it was just like little <laughs> triangles on a on a on a on a two D plane. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it, it's it's it is cool to have a look at that stuff. But honestly, it's a bit horrifying um sometimes <laughs> so uh and you guys are actually releasing uh you're beginning with an open beta correct yes we are so uh on xbox we're having a beta um as of the time this podcast is released it should be out and so you should be going to pathofexile.com slash xbox to get a key and then we should be releasing not too much longer after that we don't have an exact day i mean there's always uncertainty but um not not too much longer
3: uh, for any of those who might be a bit unfamiliar how would you describe the game in a few words so, or even a sentence
0: yeah i mean we're an (laughs) online action rpg um you know you kill monsters find loot and in our game in particular um we have really deep character customization so um that's just all about um you know like making interesting character builds and finding interesting combinations of skills and so on um to come up with sort of unique uh and unique way to play um and uh, if we're doing our job right then every person in game is playing a different a different approach
2: cool I mean, we've talked about it, you know, before sort of offhand, and that's the game, you know, borrows, you know, very heavily uh, thematically and, and visually and, and design-wise from, you know, the classics of the sort of action RPG, dungeon crawler, loot fest games, you know, most most noticeably Diablo.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what made you guys pick this genre? Well, I mean, we were just huge fans of it, honestly. Um, and there honestly wasn't any other people who had the sort of what we would consider the the formula of um, a kind of online, online game, which was important because you get the uh, secure item economy. So like, you know, we we sort of feel like if you're not, if you don't have like online servers, then obviously your items aren't really worth anything, if you know what I mean. Um, So like, you know, that's... Uh, yeah, well, that's obviously can be a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. So if you if you're a peer-to-peer game um, or with local servers, then um, you know obviously people can just create cheat items into existence, and so that's no fun at all. Um, so that's one of the things. And there's also um, you know randomness is very important. So um, that is to say, you know, we've got random level generation and random items and so on. Um, that's just really important for long-term replayability. And and also the sort of you know the, just the sort of action combat. So basically, you know, so I mean, at the time, the um, most of the online games uh, that were kind of in the RPG space were kind of the MMOs that was when the MMO was getting really big and um, the combat system in MMOs is just not uh, not what I would call action combat. It's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's quite slow paced. Yeah. So um, basically it's that combination of um, those those three things that uh, really we felt makes the action RPG tick and there just wasn't really anything like it. Um, there are a lot of things very close. I mean, you've got stuff like, I mean, you got things like Dungeon Siege that came out and um, unfortunately what it lacked was the online secure economy, um, even though it was an awesome game. Um, you know, the, the things like Titan Quest, which also lacked the same thing. Um, so those and kind of the action RPG space so you know yeah it was just there just wasn't really quite anything quite in exactly the right place and so we thought hey you know um let's try it right no one no one else is doing anything like this there's a huge hole in the market there and we're huge fans of this genre so let's get, let's give it a go
3: so how did you guys go about taking the you know the classic formula and making it better did you just wait for feedback or did you just see how you felt playing it yourselves
0: well, the real thing that we realized is that if we were going to go free to play, then that means we have to make sure that, I mean, so so with free to play games, the business model is effectively keep people playing your game as long as possible, right? Like you want, because right. basically the amount of time someone playing it effectively translates to money as opposed to, um, a, you know, the regular model where you only need to sell the game once. And so then we're like, well, how are we going to keep people playing for the longest amount of time? And that basically came down to um, what if we made character customization a huge focus so that people feel like they can play not only just a character for hundreds of hours, but then play like, you know, hundreds of different characters, um, each of which for a very long time. So um, basically we thought if we make the, the character customization as deep as possible, you know, which led to things like our crazy passive skill tree and the skill gem system and so on, we thought, you know, like, let's just keep people engaged for as long as possible. And that kind of led to what I think is, you know, Path of Exile's really interesting characteristic, which is that, you know, people... People have a lot of creativity when they're trying to come up with, um, you know, what character they're going to play and that sort of stuff. And then, you know, there's the people who sort of jokingly call our game Path of Excel because, you know, they're this busy theory crafting and creating spreadsheets of like, you know, uh, to get the highest DPS and that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's that, that kind of, that's kind of a thing that, that people the re- really, the really hard copy, you know, once you've played the game for hundreds of hours, then it starts to get into that kind of stuff. The other thing, of course, is that, you know, on the face of it, though, you can't just play it like a regular action game. Like, you know, it it, it works very well from that perspective as well.
3: So what would you say would be like the obvious difference then between a Path of Exile and Diablo? Um, definitely that
0: stuff, right? Like just you know, just interesting, interesting items to find, interesting um skills to to use, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, like the action is um is there, but they, I I feel like Diablo kind of moved away from the sort of interesting character build sort of stuff that we that we we'd like to do.
3: Ah, she so going for all the personalization.
0: It isn't just about that though. It's just about, you know, interest interesting um like combos and things like that. Like a lot of the time in our game like you'll find an item like a unique item and then you look at it and you go, "Wow, that's something real that's really interesting, you know, this is doing something that um I haven't seen before. I'm going to actually build a build my character entirely around the concept this unique has." Um so that's kind of, you know, what we what we like to see.
2: The game is 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 obviously free to play. Uh you know, was your, the fact that you guys were unsure of your yourselves really the the main
0: reason that you decided to to make it free to play or um yeah it honestly was like we figured like you know like we no one will buy our game I mean you have to remember when we started was two thousand and six so like we you hadn't really had the whole sort of indie um rise thing yet you know what I'm saying no you know, like, very true very true that yeah, didn't happen it's...
2: until like two thousand. Thirteen or so, really. It, no, like, no,
0: it was earlier than that. I think, like maybe 2010 or well, I, you know, on I Steam, don't I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we we were very early, and so and in fact, one of the other interesting things is that free to play even hadn't become a thing in the Western world yet. Um, it was still um, pretty much in Asia. Um, And so we kind of looked at Asia and we're like, okay, they've got this free to play thing. What if we um, move that to the West? Um, But the thing that we said was, okay, well, in Asia, they've got all of these crazy, like, um, you know, experience potions and all sorts of pay to win stuff. Um, So obviously no one in the West is going to ever want to do any of that. So, uh, well, let's just make it free to play and only have cosmetics. And there were a few um, Asian games that had um, uh, cosmetics that had worked um so we were like yeah let's just let's just do this and then kind of funnily like between the point where we made that decision and when we actually released, um, a bunch of free-to-play came out and proved that pay-to-win really does work in the West. So, you know, I guess we didn't actually need to work. <laughs> that actually <laughs> ended up being a problem. Um, but that means that we're actually one of the very few games that is, um, has entirely cosmetic microtransactions. So, yeah, we're free-to-play, but there's no uh, there's no pay-for-power, no X potions or anything like that. It's all just cosmetics that we sell, which uh, we see as very important. Always good. Yeah, yeah.
3: So then could you tell us a bit more about your, uh, your league system? And how yeah. you constantly reset your own in the game economy?
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, every three months we have a new league, and basically the idea here is that um, there's two things. One of them is we reset everyone's um, progress. Um, you can still actually play your old characters; they just get moved to a thing called to a league called Standard, um, which is where just you know all the old characters go. Um, but uh, the, we reset it. We reset everyone's progress. Everyone's starting from scratch. But there's also some new twist on the mechanics. And what we tend to like to do here is we try to use this as a kind of um, a proving ground for new and interesting mechanics um, that uh, only that because they only are guaranteed to last three months, we can kind of add something a little bit more crazy. And then if it works, then we put it in the main game and if it doesn't work, then um, we just take it out again. Um, And so this is kind of something that solves a problem that a lot of really long running games have, um, which is where every time they do a patch, they add some new mechanic and now they've kind of got that and they can't ever remove it again. Uh. Um, So I was actually talking to uh, a developer of another game that um, has been going for a very long, Time, which I guess I shouldn't mention just because I don't know if they'd like this, you know, to to be public. But uh, basically, they were saying that the problem they had was that the game had been running for so many years, they've added so many mechanics to the game that um, it's kind of starts to get confusing for new players. Yeah, there's a word Um, for that feature creep. Yeah, I guess so. So um it means that you know it, it, it gets so complicated um uh, and there's so so many different things and and the thing is when you're adding a patch you generally like to add something um that kind of benefits new players right away. So that means that all the new mechanics that you add tend to be early on in the game and so now the start of the game is just this crazy wall of insane mechanics and so in Path of Exile the way we effectively solve that is by making it so that when we add new stuff in a league it's not necessarily guaranteed to go into the actual game and so um, you know we can add something that really changes things up but then take it away again later and that's kind of expected by the community and so that's been that's been really good and it just also keeps the game feeling fresh um, every three months so our, um, our sort of you know policy with regard to um, players is we don't necessarily need to keep someone playing forever what we Want to do is you know have a league every three months, so you know people might play for you know like some people might play for like only two weeks, some people might play for like a month, some people might play for the entire three months. Um, but basically, the key is that they always come back with each new league. So our um, you know our graph of players, as it were, looks like a sawtooth where you've got like you know a uh, a big a big a big bump of players and then it goes down over three months and then it bumps up and back again. Um, and um, I think that that keeps people playing for actually longer because um, it means they're not just getting fatigued by the game. You know, like they're not playing it for, you know, years at a time necessarily. They're playing for, um, you know, a few weeks every three months. And so, you know, it just makes the makes makes the gameplay stay fresh.
2: Yeah, the the grind always sort of wears on you after a while, right?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there are some people who just play 24-7 and honestly, I'm not one of those people. I, <laughs> there, there are certain players who are more hardcore than I am.
2: Well that that's that's also a good I suppose um yeah. good good for you guys anyway but uh, the so uh, I want to talk about the, the art style of the game uh because it's actually it's it's pretty unique I mean uh, it it's it's very dark it's it's mature and it, it it's disgusting it's almost lovecraftian in a way you know like the monsters are gross like seriously like how did you guys settle on this particular art style and 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 how on earth do you come up with those monsters man
0: well, I mean, our art director, um, he's from Sweden, and they're pretty hardcore over there.
2: Oh ah, well, um, yeah, I'm in a- Finland, so. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
0: um- so uh, he, uh, you know, he's always he's always been a huge fan of Lovecraft, which you identified there, um, and uh, you know, also um, those sort of comic books um, like Conan and that kind of stuff. I know he uh, was a huge fan of that kind of thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Hellboy and, and you know the, the sort of stuff. So I mean, he he, he just comes up with uh, with you know with with crazy stuff, um, and uh, he's managed to assemble a concept art team of. Uh, you know, uh, of people who also enjoy that, that, that sort of stuff. So I, know, it's, uh, yeah, it's,
2: I shudder to think what his nightmares must be.
0: Yeah. Uh, be <laughs> honestly, he's, he's got a, he's got a dark mind. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's always, it's always fun to see it. And um, it's honestly, it's great when I, I actually like to um, uh, see that stuff when it's kind of in the game and be sort of surprised by it. Um, so it's always fun to see what crazy new monsters he's, uh, he's designed. Like uh, it's, it's actually really fun. Now, like, You know, in the early days, obviously, you'd see everything um, the moment that anyone did it. But now that the company's large enough, it's actually fun to be sort of surprised by things that have been added without you seeing it, Um, you know, and actually get the experience. It's kind of a little bit like a player seeing something for the first time.
3: Oh, that's nice. So that sounds quite good. It's always fresh and new. Yes. So seeing as you're moving it to the Xbox One, how was it like transferring the game over? I mean, did you have any trouble converting with the controls to the gamepad? Because obviously it's a lot different to your standard PC controls. So,
0: yeah, I mean, there were there were two really big challenges. Um, the gamepad is obviously a, a, a huge one, and that one was also the one we were most uncertain about um, because, you know, like, uh, obviously none of us had worked on a console game before, um, at least in the sort of gameplay department. You know, like, I mean in, in New Zealand, we don't really... It's, it's very hard for us to recruit sort of experienced console developers, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, almost, almost everyone here is kind of, you know, like fresh grads, and then they sort of work for the company for a long period of time and get experienced here. Um, so that was a very difficult one, and- and, um, but basically, we kind of said like we're going to take as long as it takes to make the gamepad feel good. And I'm actually completely convinced we've achieved that. Um, the game it feels really great on the gamepad. Um, you know, like a lot of a lot of people, um, like you know, sort of hardcore. So our QA guys are like super hardcore. You know, they play the game for like a thousand hours before they work for us. And honestly, all of them were so skeptical um, about um, how the controls would feel. And then when they played it, they were like, oh, okay, right. This is actually this is actually pretty good. I actually might even consider changing over to gamepad. You know. Have you played players. Diablo 3 on the Xbox or the PS4? Uh, yes, I actually looked at that pretty closely um, yeah. to see. Because, I mean, uh, th- that, that was an interesting one because, um, you know, there, there are really subtle problems that um, you don't necessarily think about. Um, so an example of this kind of thing is um, when I first um, hooked up, you know, just, just, just sort of naively hooked up the gamepad to the character, um I noticed that I would run up to a monster and then just before I would reach it, I would attack um, before I was in range to hit the monster. Um, and um, so I sort of handed the controller to a bunch of other people and everyone I um, saw would have the same exact problem. Um, so this is one of those things you just don't expect until you actually try it out. Okay. Um, and so then I was like, hang on a second, how are other people solving this problem? So um, I looked at some uh, other games, and then in, what I noticed was that um, some other games, what they'll do is they'll make it so that if you aren't quite within range to an attack, then they'll have a different animation where they'll step, like, one step forward and then do the attack, just to sort of close the extra little bit of range.
2: Like a lunge, um, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, so basically sort of, it just sort of makes it so that if you're not quite up to where you need to be to hit the monster, then you'll um, you you know you'll do that extra step just to get there and um, once you do that kind of thing, it sort of fixes that issue. Now we actually ended up not using that solution we tried it out and decided we didn't actually like that for our game. Um, we ended up going with a different solution where if you're not quite in range, it will actually delay the attack up to 100 milliseconds in order so that you will get in range and then attack and um, when I, when a lot of people hear about that, they're like, oh, doesn't it make, make, make the control feel laggy but you actually don't notice because the character's sort of doing what you intended which is getting close to the monster and then attacking it huh. um, so it actually makes it feel way better so this is one of those little this is one of these little subtleties you get um that uh, with controls that uh you know you, you try a bunch of stuff and then eventually you hit on something that actually feels right and um yeah that's kind of that's just one of the little little details one of the many uh, hundreds of little details that um you you get when uh pointing to, to gamepad
3: do you personally um, prefer the gamepad, or you're more? Are you still more a keyboard and mouse person?
0: Uh, I mean, I actually. Th- well, okay, so this is a really hard question to answer. I, I, I think both definitely have attractions for different reason. I mean, the gamepad is actually really nice for just like sitting there on the couch you know disable brain and play kind of thing you know like it's just like it's just if you want if you want to if you want to just like have a you know like just a veg out and and play the game um honestly i think it it works really well um i think the, the with the with the mouse though you can do more complicated things um like there are builds you can make with a mouse that i think would be very challenging to do effectively um with a gamepad so in our game um so obviously with the mouse what you get is the ability to um to target things at very specific locations um so there are certain builds that just require like very finicky controls that um i think on a gamepad wouldn't work so well um so yeah that's just kind of the two different play styles i guess but honestly i've been really loving the gamepad like i've been um you know i've been <laughs> don't tell microsoft but i've been taking the dev kits home on the weekends and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and playing home and uh you know um so that's uh that's been, that's been really fun. I've been really enjoying it.
3: That's seeing you guys that you've uh, released a lot of expansions and DLCs for the games. How much can we expect that on the Xbox? Uh, All of it. So
0: basically the game as it, as it releases on Xbox will just be everything that we have. Um, We um, don't charge for new content like that. I mean, as I said, we only charge for cosmetics. So basically just everything we make will go on Xbox. Um, Hopefully, um very quickly i mean obviously there's certification and so on that's we don't have to do on pc so maybe it'll be like you know a week delayed that kind of stuff but uh, generally speaking everything um that we make will go on xbox
2: oh nice can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming expansion uh, fall of oriath is it
0: Ariath? Yeah, yeah uh, fall of oriath no, okay it. There but, you um go. yeah but uh, basically so this expansion here um is the largest expansion by an insane degree that we've ever done i mean One thing I've said to quite a few people is like, if we were a retail game, then this would be our sequel. It's just that when you're free to play, you don't make sequels. You just keep on expanding the game that you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, So it adds a huge amount of content. So we had four acts before um, and you had to repeat those four acts three times. So uh, now what we've done is we've actually removed the repetition. We just have 10 acts start to finish and then end game. Um, And so basically we're adding six new acts of content um, in this expansion. So it's uh, it's a huge increase more than double the length of the game. And uh, also the content that we're making now is so much better than it used to be. Um, I mean, you know, like we've actually had to go back and um, upgrade a huge amount of the old content because it just wasn't standing up to um, uh, to how the new content was looking. So we kind of went back and like, you know, we really need to get these first areas, like get the art up to the standard of the new areas and that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, the, the game is just way better. Like it's so many things. It's not just It's not just content as well. There's also just so many like, like polish like the, you know the game just it just brings the game up to a 2017 standard if you know what i mean you know yeah. just, just, just basic stuff like it was, you know like how the mini-map looks and just like all of the you know the ui polish of like you know just yeah, there's just there's just lots of details, so it's sort of hard to go into all of them. But yeah, it it feels it makes it feel like a 2017 game. You know, it was what I'm saying. Yeah, no, um, I
2: understand completely. So, that's that's yeah. that's great. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to giving it a try. Uh, we're obviously recording a couple of days before the uh, release, but as you said, by the time this podcast hits the streets, uh, sign up will be available. So uh, I'm I'm very excited to to give it a try. Yeah. But you've been a real sport, Jonathan. Thank you so much for for answering our, our questions. But unfortunately. I've got one more question to ask. Normally this question is Ross's, but he's not here, so I get to do it this time. And, and you know, I when, I when I organized that you would come on the podcast, I promised it would be casual, but unfortunately I lied. We have one incredibly serious question that we ask all of all our right. guests. It, this is like top-tier journalism, okay? So mm-hmm. are you ready for this? Okay. I'm, I'm ready. All right, all right. Which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch
0: hmm <laughs> I mean, i'm trying to think like who well i probably i could, I could probably take out Paperboy. boy paper I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> probably, he's probably he's probably what is he like 12 yeah I mean, no you know, <laughs> that, the
2: best thing about that is one of our other hosts clayton who's not here that's who he said
0: right <laughs> yeah i mean you know like, uh, I'm not exactly a strong guy. So, uh, you know, that's probably around my level, I would say. Okay, um, paper boy. That's, that's a great
2: answer. I'm very happy with that. And uh, I, I'm actually going to, uh, to just quickly pass on a message because Clayton is a huge fan of these Diablo 2 games. And he's really upset that he couldn't join us. So uh, he's, he's very much looking forward to playing the game as well. Thanks again. That's about all the time we have for this interview. Um, and I think I probably better cut back to the rest of the podcast. Bye, John. Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See you uh, later. Uh. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for a really cool interview. But seriously, uh, that was really cool. I cannot wait to, to play that game. I, I know you're excited, Clay, for that.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. We'll definitely be checking that out. And it's, uh, again, free to play, which is just awesome.
2: Yeah, that's that's the best awesome. part, right? That's that's my favorite price. I know. That's, <laughs> zero. <laughs>
1: that's exactly. You know what I'm guaranteed to do? I'll play that game if it's
2: free. <laughs> yeah. Amen, brother. So how about we move on to the last topic for the episode, just to sort of close us out. That one is, it was posted by user the IceMan 2288 and he has posted that Telltale have announced... New seasons of Batman, the final season of Walking Dead, and a new season of The Wolf Among Us. And that last one is uh, huge because just a couple of days before that, there was a rumor going around the internet saying that there is never going to be another season of The Wolf Among Us because of some sort of licensing issue <laughs> and everyone was really angry and then this, all of a sudden they were like, ha ha, psych, here it is. And, and everyone was really excited, myself included. Guys, are you Telltale fans?
3: I love The Wolf oh, it's Among Us. That's so good, isn't it? I absolutely love it. I haven't played the others, but I've played well, Wolf that's, Among Us. that's
2: definitely, like, if, you, if you're going to be one and done with Telltale, I think The Wolf Among Us is probably the best one to, to choose what, what's your favorite Clay
1: uh, since I've only played through the Walking Dead I will have to say Walking Dead I I've picked up Batman but I just haven't started it yet at this point and I will definitely be doing that since I'm just a huge Batman fan but I've heard nothing yeah. but great things about Wolf Among Us
2: it was free have did you did you manage to pick that up it should still be in I your... did
1: okay. I did I just haven't I haven't uh, started that one w- up whenever
2: either. you get time I guarantee you'll start and you won't want to stop it's uh, it's actually a really good story, despite being a completely ludicrous uh, plot, uh, like not, not plot, but sorry, a ludicrous concept. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, basically, it's all the old sort of Grimm's tale, fairy tale people, you know, Cinderella, the big bad wolf, you know, all these fairy tale characters living in like 80s New York in like this sort of grim sort of film noir setting it's it it sounds stupid and it is but they really they really nail it it's a really good story and really cool characters and it's it's great i highly recommend it especially considering it was my favorite price
3: free it's actually based upon the comics um what's it called Uh, fables but i've never uh, read the comics but i'd really be interested now obviously i've played the game i've got a few of
1: those trade paperbacks that i haven't thumbed through either (laughs) back from my old dc days yeah. but uh yeah yeah that'll be uh definitely one to check out i, I mean it just seems like there is a never-ending supply of of games from from this studio not that it? i'm complaining they, they not, out i don't know that's,
2: <laughs> they they probably should take some time I know a... they've their engine if i'm if i'm honest oh yeah I, did they the the guardians I, of the galaxy one didn't come out yet has it i don't know has it there was just the they also announced just before another season of minecraft what i want is another season of the borderlands tales from the borderlands that is my favorite uh, my favorite telltale game it's really 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 funny all of the characters are are assholes because it's it's borderlands and everyone's an <laughs> asshole and you know you you have the option like w- there's there's two main characters and and one of them is a guy and his name is Reese which is the best part about him, but uh, <laughs> but just uh, Reese is a real real douchebag like even more than like Borderlands style and you know when you get the option to pick like a nice character response for him, it feels wrong. I always found myself picking like the most douchey things for him to say. And it, everyone just keeps on going like that's completely normal. And it, it, it's just a really fun, it's, it's different to a normal Telltale game because it's a, a comedy, you know, so you can, you can pick your own jokes, basically. And uh, it, it's, it's really funny. Has there ever been a game like that? Like a sort of a choose your own jokes game?
3: I don't think so other than maybe you know the outside comment and stuff mm-hmm. but I don't don't think so so
1: I think this would be a good point for us to wrap up this week's episode Reese, do you want to do us the honors
2: thank you everybody for listening yeah. in and uh, for another week Xbox turn off
3: you're listening to Xbox one party chat podcast the official podcast of the Xbox one subreddit
0: Let's do this.
2: Hit me with the music.
1: Xbox on.
2: Oh my gosh, Come it on, sounds baby. horrible. Oh, oh. God,
1: this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It sounds like shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't make a girl a promise you can't keep
1: weird promise you can't keep.
2: Let's do this. Martin. <laughs> Why don't we check out what's been happening this week in the subreddit? Cue the music. Um, You're I'm, I'm glad Ross didn't to play Xbox that again. Oh, wait, he's playing it. Oh, God, cast. it's happening. Why? Ross, Ross what are you doing? Again. It's <laughs> happening
1: again. It's happening again. Help me, please. Kill me. <laughs>
2: Jeez, that was just a slight delay <laughs> he, he, he's, he's missing the rim shot um, yeah. <laughs> um, I missed the soundboard